This is awesome because at the, at the dinner, you asked the waiter or waitress if you could speak to John, the, like the district manager or so, some higher up, to try to get a discount with your food. Did I get it? No, you didn't. But the fact that you made up that story and just had the balls to ask the random waiter a made up story and say, hey, can I speak to your district manager or something? I'm, the, I'm his nephew. specifically from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin <laughs> is literally the worst state in the U.S. in terms of total COVID cases. And on today's episode, I have a special guest with me, my buddy Cole Weber. Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. So uh, I'm in the middle of 90 podcasts in 90 days where I do 90 majority solo episodes, so you're a special guest within the 90 days. Uh, so pat yourself on the back. Thank you. Your it's reward will be coming after after the show. I'll get you a plaque or something. Awesome. Uh, yeah, on today's episode, I just really want to kick it with you. You've taken a separate path in life. You also didn't go to college. You actually graduated high school early, and we've been we've been kicking it for a few years now. And um, you've al always stood out to me because you've always pushed against the grain a little bit. And I vividly remember. I think it was your freshman year of high school, my sophomore year of high school, and your older brother's senior year of high school. And we were at a fairly fancy restaurant called The Rock Bottom in Milwaukee. Fancy for a bunch of 14, 15, 16 year olds in high school. It's not, it's not like crazy five-star service, but it was, it was fancy. We were yeah. wearing like button-up shirts and, and, and dresses and stuff. And you asked the waiter if you could speak to their manager which you made up a name for, I, I'm pretty sure, let's say, let's say John. Hey, can I speak to John? I'm John's nephew or something. Do you remember that? I do not remember you, that. I have no <laughs> clue what you're talking about. The, this like, is, I remember the dinner, but... At the dinner, you asked the waiter or waitress if you could speak to John, the, like the district manager or so, some higher up, to try to get a discount with your food. Did I get it? No, you didn't. But the fact that you made up that story and just had the balls to ask the random waiter a made up story and say, hey, could I speak to your district manager or something? I'm the, I'm his nephew. That I, stood out I to me. I feel like this is starting to come back to me. And I feel like- You didn't tell anyone though. You oh, I didn't? It. No. Okay. Until afterwards and like no one knew you were going to do it. You just went up to the waitress or waiter asking, hey, I'm the nephew. Can I have, can I have like anything special or free or a discount for anything? I, did she not believe me? Correct. Okay, then it's starting to come back to me. Yeah, I remember like laughing about it because I was like, do I really think I can convince this girl? And I was like, well, you never know until you try. And I figured I'd say I'm her I'm the district manager nephew or whoever it was, and maybe they'd believe it right off the right off the bat, but. You know, what did I have to lose? Yeah. I thought, it, if I remember it correctly, I think I just did it for the fun of it, see if it would work. It didn't, but yeah. So where where has that always come from? Because you've always loved bashing against the walls a little bit, and I know you're a big Steve Jobs fan. You yes. you love the, 
uh, the notion of if you think you're crazy enough to change the world, that's the people that actually do it. Absolutely. And I think Steve Jobs can attest to that and a bunch of other great minds alike. Um, Elon, Bezos, um, those those level people of the world. Yeah. Why has Steve Jobs always stuck, stuck out to you? Um, you know, when I was younger, I remember like hearing about him on the radio and wondering, I was like, who is this guy that they're talking about? And looking into it and, you know, learning his story on how he built Apple out of his garage, that was, at a young age, that was super inspiring because, you know, the iPhones were just coming out and I was watching every year everyone wanted the new one because he was just always way ahead of the curve. And it just, it drew interest for sure. I don't know, I mean, he's definitely one of the first entrepreneurs, if that's what you want to call him, that I fell upon. and. I think that either way, whoever I would have fallen upon upon first, I would have fell in love just because that was an undiscovered nature, and he was kind of the first person to show me that. So I think that's why yeah, he stands out. You've always definitely, again, bashed against the walls, but always been fairly entrepreneurial. Um, I remember you got into like sneaker flipping in like yeah. in 2013, 14, 15, when like Yeezy was just signed to Adidas and they launched the 350s and. 2016 and like that's really when like sneakers and like culture really I think collided on the on the mainstream scale for the first time obviously not counting Jordan and uh, yeah. and Nikes and everything with the athlete era um why don't you talk about how you kind of got into the streetwear and flipping and um like when you got in when you got out and any uh, cool stories in there okay yeah definitely so I got into it because I remember one time at the local ski hill, one of our friends was talking about a new pair of Yeezys he got. And at the time I was like, what is this dude talking about? Like, and then I find out there's some really expensive shoes. And I was like, why would anyone pay that for shoes? And then realized they're Kanye West shoes. And then watching the influence he had to like literally sell out in seconds. And then you could, people wanted them so bad that they'd pay hundreds of dollars more. And I remember him explaining to me how hard it was to get them, but the profit margin, and it's, I, it started clicking. So I kind of, you know, I did a little research and ended up getting into that. That's kind of what started me in the sneaker game. I saw the big profit margin and I did like the style at the time too. I thought it was really cool. I think now it's been kind of like, um, how do you say this? Dragged out, like, you know, not like I'm calling yeah. out hype beast, but nowadays anyone could do it. Back then it was hard to get a lot of these items or like these shoes. And nowadays it's a lot different, which is, you know, mainly the reason I got out because back when I think it was, I wanna say 2016, 2015, that was the year I started. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but back then you'd get a pair of Yeezys for retail price and you'd be making at least like two, $300 on top of that if you resold them. Nowadays, they're so widely released, which is great, but you know, the profit margin's been killed. The market's kind of been flooded. The market's been flooded with people who, you know, now everyone wants to do it because it, it's the cool thing to have those items. So, you know, the resale market just kind of died out and 
don't get me wrong, you can still make a killing off of it, but it's definitely not what it used to be when I was in it. And it's changed a lot since, but you know, anyone who can still do that, like, especially as a full-time job, props to you because that, it's definitely a hard industry, if you wanna call it that. Yeah, um, and on top of that, on top of streetwear and reselling and everything, you love acting. I do. You still do. And I remember we, we both started our, I guess, work careers really at The Rock, The Rock Sports Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin. And, um, you were definitely like my go-to person. I think we were always kind of just the main two younger dudes to kind of spearhead just any um, <coughs> any uh, any job and stuff. You you worked like the Halloween and Hell's Eyes. Yes. And like, what do you call it? A Halloween maze? Uh, Halloween party? Haunted House. Haunted House. That, that's what it was. Um, and I know you worked ballparks for a little bit, baseball fields, snow park, pretty, the, pretty much the whole shebang. But why did acting and uh, like being involved in like character stand out to you? Um, because I always found it as a way like, okay, how can I get super creative to make someone laugh or, you know, in the haunted house, how can I get creative to make someone scared? And I've always just liked it as a way to express like, mainly because acting, I could bring out like sides of me that I don't get to show normally because, you know, it's not the normal, but it's fun, you know, when you make it's, someone it's, laugh. It's not normal to just walk around in a clown suit and uh, scaring a bunch of people. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, and you should make it normal. That's <laughs> not ahead. my thing, but yeah. I don't know, it's always been cool. I. It's fun playing different roles and personalities and just something that you're not stepping outside of your shoes. It's weird, but I love it. Yeah, I, I love that. And that, that just, um, I think it, reson it definitely resonates with, my, with myself because I feel like you never thought of it as like a job. Like, no, oh, you had to be there, even though you were working ridiculous hours. And I can definitely attest to that. It's like, we always loved what we were doing there for the, for the most part. Um, and I, I, I knew I never really looked at it as work. It's sweet. No. I got to talk with friends at the baseball field, which I was already doing for my work. Cool. I can ride snowboards and build ramps and rails and stuff for a living. Cool. I would already do that. Um, so that just kind of gets me into like loving what you're doing as a, as a job or what you're just doing in life. Because I feel like so many people go through high school and they definitely work super shitty jobs. Um, Absolutely. And that's, that's dope. It's cool to like get your teeth kicked in kind of on like, yo, this job sucked. Yep. I never had that. And looking back to it, uh, it started off in like um, culture and sneakers and flipping. And I know you've done landscaping in the past and, um, and the rock. It seems like you you never really hated your job despite working crazy hours. So going back to really loving what you do as a job, why do you think that's so important and how have you really maintained that common theme throughout your life? Um, you know, that's the main goal in life is you wanna wake up excited to do what you're gonna do. So when you work a majority hours a day, a majority of hours a day, you wanna be excited, you wanna be happy that you get to do that today because you know you spend a majority of your time doing it and if you hate it it's you know what's the use in that you have one life might as well make it the best you can 
Dude, I love that. I love that. And I, I really appreciate you hopping on uh, super impulsively uh, on this podcast. Again, I'm going through this crazy series of where I, I film and edit and post 90 podcasts in 90 days and just really to push my, my own creativity. So when you asked to hang out today, I'm like, this is perfect. A little break from solo episodes. And I uh, really appreciate you coming on. So thank you for listening. Definitely stay tuned for daily podcasts in Q4 of 2020 here. Um, if you're watching this at a later date, then welcome. And uh, new episodes dropping daily. So check it out, guys. And if anything stands out, uh, definitely hit me up. Hit Cole up. Cole, where can they find you? Instagram at ColeWeber18. Perfect. Uh, hit us up if anything stands out. And uh, that's all for this episode. So really appreciate you checking out.